another episode of Inside the Recording Studio. I am Jody Whitesides, and with me is Mr. Chris Halstrom. How are you today, Chris? I am good, Jody. I am good. How about yourself? I am suffering through allergies, and it's oh, not a sucks. pleasant thing. No, it is not. Nope. As a matter of fact, on a personal note, my doctor just prescribed me some allergy medication, so... I'm not it as helps, fancy yeah. as you when it comes to that. Well, you know, what can I tell you? <laughs> this is how we do it in the big leagues. Well, I better <laughs> I better get on my big league pants then. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, but I know what you mean. It's a frustrating thing when you can't breathe properly or your eyes are watering and you're sneezing and all this kind of stuff. It's not pleasant. It, you're so. hitting the nails right on the head right there. Anyway, yep. let's jump mm -hmm. right in to today's episode. We're going to be talking about active and passive pickups. Yeah. So, you know, other known as nerd stuff. Nerd stuff, <laughs> yes. The things yeah, that guitar, guitar players and bass players can nerd out on. Absolutely. So, I suppose we should start with just the construction of a pickup. So what the heck is a pickup, Jody? What is a pickup? I'll tell you what a pickup is. A pickup is a combination of a few different things. One of mm -hmm. them is magnetic poles. And they take yep. those little magnetic poles and they stick them into this stuff. And then they wrap wires around it. Am I close? Yeah. <laughs> Defined stuff. Yes, but, but you're absolutely right. There are magnetic poles, and these are usually ceramic or alnico or a couple of different types of alnico. These are then wound in usually, again, copper wire. Yes, yeah, so varying sizes that, depending on what they want in an output. Right. And then yeah. varying amounts of wines as well, depending on the kind Absol of output absolutely. that they want too. Yeah. Yeah. What this does is that the magnets then in turn, they magnetize the string that when you pluck it, it generates a current that has then gone through the, the copper wire and on through the electronics in your guitar. It comes out the other way on your amp as sound. Yeehaw. So it, it's essentially a combination here of copper wires and different types of, of magnets. Right. right. And it doesn't matter if it's single coil or humbucker. They use the same sort of technology, especially in the passive world. There is a new up-and-coming, well, actually, it's not even up-and-coming. It's kind of already out type of pickup for active pickups, but we'll get to that later. Of course, like you alluded to there, the different types of wines and different types of magnetics, all those things naturally play a part into the sound of the pickup. So yes. everybody has their own way of what they prefer. And that's where we end up with 5 million types of pickups that we can choose from, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, why don't we kick it off with the old school style, which is sure. the initial style of pickups, which are known as passive pickups. Yep. Why would they be called passive? There's no, I should say that, that there's no boosting of the signal anywhere. All you can do is you can transfer the energy that's generated by the pickup and you can subtract from that in the form of volume or tone control. Sure. But there is no boosting anything. What you get out is what you get out. Okay. Th that's the 
sort of traditional type of pickup that, that we, I think most people tend to think of when they think guitar pickups. And that's what's in, you know, old strats and less pulses and everything that you have, right? That, sure. That's, they tend to be passive pickups. So well, one other thing have, that's interesting about passive pickups before yeah. we jump on to something else is that the volume knob will mm -hmm. cause the pickup to change its character, change its tone, depending yes. on where the volume knob is actually set. In addition to that, it would also have to do with the K rating. I don't know what the K stands for, but you can get like a 250K or a 500K pot. It's the pot rating and how much it opens up and allows sound through. And that, when it's not fully cranked wide open, which is where you're going to get the highest output of a passive pickup. When you bring it down, there are changes in the character to the tone of that pickup. Yeah. Yes. What are some of those changes? Well, the main one is a loss of high end. Sure. You would get, you know, obviously like you'd expect if you're just turning down the volume, it would obviously be a softer signal, but you will lose a little bit of top end. Yeah. And that's something that you see players do all the time that certain playing style kind of goes into this to, to be perfectly honest but you see certain players adjusting their volume as they're playing sure. to get those different tonal variations yep uh, in their sound so well, yeah go ahead well one other thing too about passive pickups in the early days mm -hmm. when things weren't quite so technologically advanced as they are now there are stories of guys like Van Halen who were playing under such incredible amounts of volume from their amps that the pickups would squeal even if nothing was going on. And I'm not sure if it's Eddie that actually came up with it, but he decided to drop his pickups into a vat of boiling hot wax. I've heard that as well. I've heard that the other players do the same thing, yeah. Sure, and that was a technique in order for them to get rid of the squealing that was happening from the massive amounts of volume. In addition to the string causing the magnetic area to vibrate and translate into sound, if there were an insane amount of volume going through the thing from your amplifier, it would cause the tiny little wires in the pickup to actually vibrate in amongst themselves. And the potting of them with this boiling hot wax got in there to prevent the wires of the windings of the pickup to stop them from squealing by rubbing against each other. I wonder how many pickups Eddie ruined by dipping in well, apparently too, he, or yeah, too hot of a wax. Too hot of a wax, and it, it melts the wires that are in the pickup, sure. And he, I think he actually mentioned that he did actually destroy a few pickups doing it till he figured out the right temperature and where it's not too cold, where it doesn't seep in, and it's not too hot, and it doesn't melt the wires. So Yeah. So that's something that is going on in the passive pickup world. But now, pretty much everybody that creates passive pickups, they already pot them for you. So you don't have to worry about that step anymore. And, and that's, you know, another, for want of a better phrase here, but a signature sound of certainly passive single coil pickups. Is what? Where we tend Squealing? to get a lot of hum and noise and things with those as well. If we're right. at a certain volume or just you know, 60 or 50 cycle hum, depending on what part of the world you're living. Sure. And uh, we all know that sound and we all strive to get rid of it, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> strive? Who even bothers to even start it in the first place? Just kidding. And that's why they invented the humbucker pickup, mm -hmm. is to yeah, have two of them going counter to each other, which would increase the volume output of 
the pickup. But at the same time, because they were running in opposite directions of their current flow, that allows them to negate noise that's introduced into the signal from the pickup itself. Yep. So bing, so, bang, yeah. boom. And with that, we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. All right, we're back. And before we just get kicking on to the next step, I just want to remind everybody, head on over to InsideTheRecordingStudio.com and sign up for our email list. You get some goodies and there's some cool stuff coming down the road. So get on it. All right, what's next, Chris? What do we got? Well, next up, we got the Counterpoint Active Pickups. Mm. So why would anybody want active pickups and how are they different? Well, my guess is, is that when it's active, you're not going to get as much noise out of the pickup, but I could be wrong. No, that's true. They tend to be generally a lot more quiet. It almost seems a little bit counterintuitive how, at least it does to me, how this is actually achieved because most people, and I count myself included in this until uh -huh. relatively recently, I was always thinking about active pickups as sort of like a higher output type of pickup. And sure, that, that can be the sound that can be there as well. It's the construction of the pickup that changes. It How so? Actually it actually has fewer coils in it. Or fewer and wrappings of the, of the wire you're referring to. Yeah, exactly. The wrappings around the coils. And it, what that has the effect on it, that it's actually less of an output. Uh-huh as opposed to the passive counterpart, which is then, of course, boosted by a preamp, which is powered by usually one 9-volt battery. Yes. So what that does, it's almost, I guess you can kind of think about it as what well, we've been talking about gain staging. Sure. Uh, we have, in the days of tape, going in as hot as possible to minimize noise, right? Where yep. in the active pickup, that is less. This is, okay, stay with me. This is a weird comparison. I'm going <laughs> on the road. I'm with you. I'm in the car. Yeah. But with the active pickup, we have less output that is less noisy, but it is then boosted up more of the clean signal so that you get the output level that is required, but less noise. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. That is at least how I understand how that comes about. Sure. So what this does is obviously gives us a quieter pickup that we could potentially run hotter if right. we so desire. So One other uh, thing that but, I think that they tend to do is they voice the electronics to allow the output of the pickup to remain consistent no matter what the volume level is. And what I mean by output being consistent is you're not losing high end. It's not changing the characteristic of the pickup based on the volume. That's right. That's right. And some people would argue that that is a negative and some would argue that it's a positive, that you retain the same sound essentially. I'm going to argue um, it's just a taste thing based on what your needs are. Absolutely. I'm right there with you. <laughs> right it. there with you. It, it just comes down to playing style. Now, if you are one of those players that you have a habit of sort of shaping your tone as you're playing, sure. then I can see how, well, that's not doing that anymore. I'm losing that. So that, that would be certain detriment. But if you're not, well, then you're still going to have the same amount of, same type of tone regardless sure. of that. You're just obviously softer. Right. right. And there's one other thing to think about when it comes to having active pickups here. 
Mm-hmm. And that is, they require the battery, which we didn't say yep. that was required, but obviously active pickups require a battery or a power source for them to work. Which means, for the most part, if your pickups are entirely active yep. and the battery is dead and you go to plug no in- No bueno. You get yeah. no sound. Yeah, no bueno. It's not good. It, you get nothing. You get no sound. However, there are guitars that are wired in such a way that their active electronics- can be bypassed if need be. So you can still get sound without the active capability. I know this because I have two guitars that do this. That's pretty cool. Yes. I don't think so, I've ever played a guitar that has that. I just know that every once in a while you oh, sit Oh, contrary. You have played a guitar that has it. You just didn't know it. <laughs> Ooh, pray tell more. Which, which one is that? The one I was showing you that has the, oh, same, the, the, the custom, custom, the, strat yeah, the they have? my old original first guitar strat that is a Seymour Duncan custom, custom, a single humbucker in the bridge position in the slightly skewed mode that fenders tend to have at their bridge position. That is a passive pickup, but mm. inside the guitar itself, I picked up this kit while going to music school that allowed me to wire it into this volume knob that had a push-pull pot to it. And when you pull the pot out, it adds a mid-boost. So you get a little bit more cranky, mid-gut-punchy kind of vibe out of the sound in addition to a slight volume boost as well. And you, if you really want to change that, there's a little knob inside the electronics where you can say, oh, I want this much gain when I pull the knob out kind of thing. It That's does cool. not, yes. Yeah. And it, what's really cool about it is even with a battery not plugged in, it still operates mm-hmm. as a passive pickup. But when so there not, is a battery not, hooked up to it and I pull that thing out, it will operate as an active pickup doing the boost when I have that. I also have a Don Grosh nylon string electric guitar. Mm-hmm. And that guitar has active electronics as well, but it doesn't require them to be on in order for it to work. Actually, I take that back. My bass is the same way. My bass has the same ability. It has a battery in it, but if I don't flip it on to make it active, it will still operate in passive mode. So not all guitars are one or the other. You can get pickups that will work both as passive and active pickups. Hmm. Crazy. Do you notice any, when you're playing those, uh-huh. Were you tracking or you're recording with them or however you're playing them? Do you notice a tonal difference whether you're going active or passive? Besides the, let's say, on your bass, mm-hmm. if you're you're not talking about a boosting type of thing here, do you notice a tonal difference? Yes, I do, especially with the nylon string grosh. With uh-huh. the active electronics on. It actually sounds much more rich, I guess would be the best way to say because okay. it, it, it's really providing a whole lot more to the bottom end than with it not on. So yes, with that guitar particularly, yes. With the other one where I added the mid-boost active ability to the Seymour Duncan Custom Custom that I have, that is noticeable when it's on, but if I were to turn that boost off and I were to take the battery on or off, the tonal difference yeah. is negligible. I probably wouldn't even be able to hear it unless I was really like nerding out for hours to try and hear the subtle differences that are happening there. But the mid-boost and volume boost that it gives is very substantial. Oh, sure. So, I mean, that's yeah. obvious when it's on. But when that's, that's actually a off, cool thing that is in the, uh, probably on more, but in the... 
the current Steve Lukather models from Ernie Ball Music Man. Right. There is also one of those boost functions in. It's probably the, the same uh, thing. It probably doesn't require the battery, and without the battery, it doesn't do the boost, right? But you still get sound. That, that that's correct. The, the new I think it's version three on they are passive pickups, whereas right. the one that I have, which is the original one, which is version one, that they're the active EMGs in there. Gotcha. So, and yeah. then, you know, as I mentioned slightly earlier at the outset of talking about the pickups, there's a new brand or a new breed, I should say, of active pickups. And it's not based on the traditional magnets and copper wires. Instead, it's circuit boards and circuits. Mm -hmm. And that is yeah. the Fishman Fluence pickups. They are an entirely different breed that operate in a whole different ballpark, I guess would be the best way to say it. <laughs> because yeah. as active pickups, as they go, if the Fishman Fluence pickups do not have power, you get no sound. And that's the same with any pickup that's an active pickup that is only active pickups. So like yeah. there's there are EMGs that are that way. Like they, if you do not have the battery, you get no sound. But that's the same yep. thing with the Fishman Fluence. Now the wonderful thing about the Fluence pickups is with single coils, there is zero noise, like literally none. There's no hum, there's no buzzing, <laughs> there's no noise. Yeah. It's like ridiculously quiet, and it's a single coil pickup. The other thing that's really amazing about the Fishman Fluence is that. They can shape the tonal characteristic however they please. So with the setup that I have in the Strat that I've got, I have two different Strat sounds. Now, mm -hmm. like active pickups, when I change the volume knob, that means nothing. It's not changing. It's just the volume level is changing. It's not reacting right. like the, a passive pickup would. But when the tone knob is pulled out, you switch the voicing and it can go from the standard Strat style sound of the original Strat coil, single coil pickups to the Texas Heat, as they were called. And I think that comes That's from cool. the Stevie Ray Vaughan. So it's got a bit more bite. It's got a bit more oomph to the sound that you don't get from a standard Strat single coil. So it has two different voicings in it, and it can change at the drop of a hat by just switching the knob. And it's pretty badass. And that's... Yeah, that is really cool. I mean, even just, even without that, just having a silent Strat with single coils. Yeah, oh, it's amazing. Know, that, that in itself is, is awesome. Which, so. you know, you're going to be hard pressed to go into any kind of studio that's going to have fluorescent lighting. They're not going to do that. A smart studio does yeah. not put fluorescent <laughs> lighting in their rooms. And yeah. when you're recording at home... Maybe you have fluorescent lights around and that's why you're getting that hum. Or maybe you have a television or something that's emitting some sort of magnetic energy that is going to provide hum for you, which is why you're having trouble getting rid of it. Get that kind of stuff out of your recording room. It's not necessary. Don't bring it in. Don't do it. it so, yeah, but with I the mean, fluence it, pickups, you don't have to worry about it. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. And even with, you know, traditional single coils, if you are in, let's say, a utopian environment, yes. you're still going to get some some noise from that. There's just Well, yeah, and it's, the, it's it, the noise you know? that cycles through from just being plugged in to an amplifier right. that is plugged into a wall outlet. Because if you're in America, I believe it is the 60-cycle hum. And if you're in Europe, it is the 50-cycle hum. So, yeah, the, mm -hmm. those are based on how the DC currents work. 
yeah. kind of thing with the AC currents that happen from your amplifiers. So what kind yeah, of pickup is best, Chris? I mean, is there one that's like yay nay or like what you know? What do you say? Absolutely. There, there's uh, you should never ever use a passive pickup. You should only <laughs> use active. Okay. Uh, no, of course I, I'm being facetious here. There, there really is no better or worse. There's no right. There's no wrong. It is only up to your playing style and ultimately what sound you like. Well, um, I have guitars with passive pickups. I have guitars with active pickups. Uh -huh. And I just like to hear what I hear. Right. So, sure. um, well, I, when I picked up that cheap ass strat, yes, the pickups that came with it, garbage. Well, sure. <laughs> Which is yeah. why I stuck the fluence in there. And it now sounds like, I think I've mentioned it on the podcast before saying, you know, I've got the engine of like a McLaren inside yeah. the body of maybe uh, Pinto. You go <laughs> yeah. Pinto, yeah. something like that. But it plays great and it's a strat and it sounds like a strat. And it now it really sounds like a strat having those fluence pickups in there. So they sure. are it's the most mind-blowing technology that I've heard of in pickup technology in a long time. And it is active. So if there is no power, then you're shit out of luck. But the nice thing is is that the battery pack that if you buy one with it, it it's Lasts for a very, very long time. And That's one cool. thing that it's probably should be mentioned in terms of active pickups and the battery stuff is uh -huh. don't leave your guitar plugged in to the cable when you're not yes. playing it. That is just indeed not a smart move because you come back yeah, the next as soon day as you're and you're wondering, in. why do I have no sound? And it's because you left the guitar plugged in, fucking battery's dead. Yeah, because the battery doesn't know if you're playing or not. It's it, just like, hey, there's a cable here. Let's start working. So, what was that? A honey badger don't give a shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Your guitar battery don't give a shit. Yeah, your guitar battery is a honey badger. It, it doesn't give a shit. Now, one knock that, I don't know if you know this, Jody, but um, guitarists have a tendency to be a little bit more of a purist in the mindset. Did you know that oh. guitar players actually have, are kind of like attitude-driven creatures? I think um, I grew out of that out of the womb. Did you? Well, good. I'm you're the one. So. Maybe. Yeah, you're <laughs> the one. No, but the, the reason I bring that up is because, I mean, players will always have strong feelings about, you know, whatever the side of the fence that they tend to come down on. Well, sure. And one of those things is there might be a feeling of like, well, active pickups are only for like metal players and players that play with like really high gainy kind of sound. Now, okay. just the fact that you brought up the uh, pickups in your strats right. proves that that's just not right. That's just not accurate. Well, so I think there is a stigma and there are, of course. Well, yeah. I yeah. Mean, there's if, always if you want, And I mean, if you're going for like an Eber sort of like modern metal type of a sound, there's going to be more than a few choices for you in the active domain, right? Sure. But it doesn't necessarily mean that. I mean, there, there are guys like one of my favorite players I mentioned a lot, just like Steve Lukather. He used to play EMGs for the longest time. Yep. I believe Vince Gill did as well. Mm -hmm. And even Dave Gilmore had his own set of like EMGs at one point in either like late or mid 80s to early 90s perhaps and there's a guy uh, who said he could walk into any store plug into any amp and essentially sound like himself after a few minutes of fiddling with knobs right so so for him it was probably one of those things that well i just got to get rid of the noise here 
You know, sure. He, he was able to get that. So I think that stigma can sort of be put to bed. It really is just kind of like, well, what do you like to play through? And are you getting the sound that you want? Well, here's um, one thing that I will say. Yeah. I've noticed this with some active pickups. They, they tend to sound less punchy. Mm. And they can have a kind of compressed vibe to them. Like they already are compressing at the source of the sound, so to speak. And I can understand why that is not desirable. I get that. I, I would agree with that. I think. But I don't think is... all active pickups are like that. And that may just be the case of like early active pickups. They may not all be like that anymore. There might be some that do it. All yeah. I care about is if when I go to get a pickup is like, am I getting the tone that I want? Yes. Then I want that pickup. That's all I care about. So. Yeah. Wholeheartedly agree. And, but I do think that's also a critique that you would hear. And I think that there is some truth to that. I think that they could be a little bit more, or they could be at least, let's say, processed sounding. Well, they are. You're right. And (laughs) you wouldn't have necessarily the same sort of pick attack or anything compared to a passive pickup. Well, yeah. And the reason for that is you're running it through a bunch of circuits before you even hit the amp. So yeah, that's an agreeable statement. And it's not not a false statement, but is it a wrong statement? No, not necessarily, because as long as you're getting the tone that you're looking for, that's all that matters. Yeah. So it just comes down to like your playing style again. I don't really think about it twice when I go and I'm, I'm tracking something with EMGs in it, and then I switch to something else that might have like a Tom Anderson or DiMarzio pickup, anything. It's just sound. Yes. It's just sound. So as long as it sounds good, that's what you should use. There is one other difference. Price. Pricing. <laughs> Possibly. Yes. Yeah, active pickups tend to be a little bit more pricey. But that, again, that is very much dependent on what end of the spectrum of passive pickups that you're looking at. Sure. Are you going with, let's say, a pair of super cheap replacement pickups for a Strat compared to something from, let's say, I don't know, bare knuckle pickups or something? There's a, quite a price range there, right? right? As a whole, probably fair statement to say that Active can have a little bit higher price point. You want to know one little interesting factoid? I can't wait to hear that factoid. <laughs> okay. Generally speaking... Most pickup manufacturers hire women to do the winding. Is that right? Yes. And oh, there's wow. a reason well, for it. And I had no idea what until is I that? had an endorsement with a company that said, this is why we do it. The reason why they do it is because women tend to have smaller fingers, which makes it easier for them to work in the smaller spaces that are confined in a pickup. I would be an excellent pickup winder then because I have <laughs> hands like a You have a future. Girl. You have a future. Something to fall back upon. <laughs> yes, <you do. laughs> yeah. yeah, but, but it, that, that's interesting because I... Now, of course, her name escapes me, but there was a lady that used to work at the Fender factory, I believe, and people would request her, I want her to to wind it, wind my pick. Yeah. Well, when I had a custom wind on a seven string single coil stacked humbucker for a seven string guitar that I had made, it was wound by somebody specifically at Seymour Duncan because she was the only one that one, I trusted and two, she knew the sound. So... (laughs) Oh, wow. That's cool. So it's, it's not yeah. just Fender. It's all kinds of places. And people probably just don't realize, oh, yeah, it has to do with the fact that they have smaller fingers huh? on the average. Well, look at that. I've learned yet another thing today. Right. There's useless trivia for Jeopardy for you right there. With that being said, <laughs> what is your favorite pickup? Is it passive or is it active? What is it? 
I do you have I one? don't have one. You don't have no. One. I, I really don't. I mean I have EMG eighty fives and a couple with EMG single coils. I have guitars that have Duncan hot rails and cool rails in there. Mm-hmm. As mentioned, I have guitars that have DiMarzio pickups. I have a transition in one of my favorite guitars right now. So you got a combination of all kinds of things. Yeah. No, I I don't really have, I'm not the guy that has like, okay, I got to have this pickup. I'm fortunate that I have a few guitars Mm -hmm. that I can have guitars that just provide me with the sound that I might need for session work or whatever. It's like, I need something different. So I get some tonal flexibility with that. So I no, I, I don't really have, you know, a favorite. What about you? Do you have, I mean, I know you're high on your, your Fishman well, influence there, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to go on, on a limb and say that if there is one pickup that I've used more than any other, it is the modified version of a Seymour Duncan custom custom. Cool. Which is a strange name because it's a custom custom custom. <laughs> when you think about it the reason for that is because i have an endorsement with seymour duncan so it's like i haven't gone so far as to say hey let's make a jody whitesides model because as narcissistic as i am i still have not done that you got a little bit of pride well it's not so much pride (laughs) as it is it's like i don't have a big enough name unfortunately and i think seymour duncan would just be like yeah no but they are very kind to me and yes in terms of the pickups with the fishman fishman has also been very kind to me and their fluence pickups in terms of just technology just blows me away and it's just like wow so i know that in the future i will probably switch out a couple of the guitars that i have from the seymour duncans that i have to put some fluence in there just to give me a little bit more variety on the tones Mm -hmm. in terms of what I've got in different guitars. There it is. Yeah. No, I mean, it's it's a beautiful thing because, I mean, the the technology that you mentioned there with the Fishman Fluence. Now, this is starting to sound a lot like an ad for them, but it really is. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But but it it is really fascinating, I think, because of what that will give us as tonal options in the future. Yes. Now, just having two in one guitar mm-hmm. is great. You only see where, where the end goal could be with that, right? Sure. You know, I'm sure there's no limit with how much you can go with that. And I suppose you can get to down the road where it's, it's just too many tonal options and you end up losing yourself. But <laughs> it, it's, you know, it's fascinating. It, it's a lot. It's a little bit like uh, collecting app sims, right? Right. <laughs> it's like, oh, I've got too many options now. Guitar players... We tend to like to search for that ultimate tone, right? If there is such a thing for a player, yes, Yeah, and that just depends on what day that you're playing and what you're looking for. There are also players that just like, no, this is my pickup. I love this. This is what I'm using. And if you found that, awesome, great. The difference between passive and active, I think it's there. There's benefits and drawbacks from both, I suppose. I would never say that one is better than the other. Well, there it is. You've just wrapped a bow on it. So why don't we jump on over Ooh. to Friday Finds. And what have you got, Chris? I got stunned, actually, this week. Stunned? I got like e- you were hit yeah, with a Star I'm- Trek phaser set to stun? What are you talking about? Yes, it felt like that because I had not heard any sort of gurgling or anything about this coming out. And Native Instruments have an updated version of Action Strings. Action strings. Probably enough. Action strings two. Ooh. And it's not um, one. It's two. Yeah, 
And it looks really, really cool. It's supposedly completely rewritten. Mm -hmm. And you can now have a lot more control. You can adjust the phrases that are being played. Cool. Can, there's a lot more tweakability. There's just go check it out on the website. But but that has so me what you're saying excited. is is that you're going to go to Native Instruments and open up your wallet and say, "Here, take my money." I might <laughs> depends. On, now I haven't. Now that being said, I haven't written so much of the type of music that I used to do when I got Action, Action Strings, Strings One in one. the first place. Yeah. So, but it certainly made me go, hmm. That looks really interesting. And it, it does. It looks really, really cool. So Things that, that make is you go my, hmm. Indeed. What about you? What made you go hmm? Well, it didn't make week. me go whom. It made me go mind expanded, mind ready to creep right out of my skull. Oh, that's big. Yeah, it is. It's kind of a thing. <laughs> and it, it is a universal audio. And I would be remiss not to even mention it because it was kind of big news this week. And that is Universal Audio with their Luna DAW have released an update that adds the ability, if you desire to purchase it and you're using Universal Audio stuff, API Vision Console Channels. Essentially, cool. you're, you're, you can turn Luna into an API desk. You get the standard cool. board EQ, which I believe is the 510. And then there is the parametric style EQ that you can switch it to, which I believe is the 550. And nice. to top it off, it comes with its own channel fader strip instead of the old volume knob on what is now the legacy vision channel. Mm -hmm. To top it off, it also comes bundled with the 2500 compressor and the API summing bus and so, an, okay. and an so api they give you the summing bus without they That's give cool. you the summing bus the 2500 compressor the api pre and then the vision channel strip with the two different eq switch abilities in it it's it's pretty intense and the fact that you can turn the luna into what looks like an api desk so to speak yeah inside luna it's like that's kind of badass that is yeah. the mind expanding mind blowing concept that ua has unleashed upon us this past week that is pretty cool that looks really really interesting yes uh, it certainly does you know. and i i get the feeling that somewhere down the road they're going to do it for variable different console boards they're going to end up doing this so that you can choose sure. whatever console it is that you're planning on mixing on and then you can mix and match if you so desire so yeah. it's pretty cool now, I, I yeah that's cool that reminds me of an old episode you and i did uh oh and you asked me for it was something to the effect of what, what would be a one thing that you would dream up that doesn't exist sure. yet mm -hmm. and that is essentially that ability to turn your daw into having the characteristics of different consoles just right there right the then and without there. loaning plugins. That, so that that is really, really cool. And I'm sure, like I said, I'm sure that's where they're heading with that with the uh, Yes. You know, with the UA systems. Yeah. I don't doubt it. Does that mean you're now thinking like, hmm, <laughs> will I go to UA? <laughs> I now it makes me sound like I am totally anti-UA, which I'm absolutely not. I think they do absolutely mm -hmm. great stuff. It's just that I'm not ready to you know, do a lateral move 
with that at this point. I so, hear you. But it, it's great stuff, man. It's great stuff. So who knows what the future holds, man. That's right. So while we've got your attention, we would like to ask you to go to the website and leave us a review at insidetherecordingstudio.com forward slash review. I believe it's also just a little button that you can push right there on the website. And that allows you to send a review either to Apple Podcasts or to Podchaser, which are the two that we know about right now. If you are listening on a platform that allows for reviews, let us know. We'll add it to our reviews page. You can also sign up for the email list. Doing so will get you some free plug-in settings from Chris and I. In addition to that, you'll get weekly reminders about the Tuesday tips that we've just released and the most recent episodes of the podcast that you're listening to because you'd love it so much. And if you would like, you can send an email to goldstar, G-O-L-D-S-T-A-R, at insidetherecordingstudio.com with the word pickups, and you'll get something back in your inbox. That is pretty cool. If you have a topic of suggestion for Chris and I to pontificate upon, like last week's episode, you can reach us at the contact page, and we'll put it into consideration for the podcast in a future episode. And with that, I'm going to say, we'll... Spout at you next week. Have a good one, Jody. <laughs>